drove downtown in the rain 9.30 on a Tuesday night Just to check out the late night record shop Call it impulsive, call it compulsive, call it insane When I'm surrounded I just can't stop It's a matter of instinct, it's a matter of conditioning, a matter of fact. You can call me Pavla Dahl. Ring a bell and I'll salivate. How'd you like that? Dr. Landy, tell me you're not just a pedagogue. Cause right now I have lying in bed, just like Brian Wilson did. Well, I have. I'm lying in bed just like Brian Wilson did. So I'm lying here, just staring at the ceiling tiles, and I'm thinking about what I think about. Just listening and re-listening Smiley smile And I'm wondering if this is some kind of creative drought Because I'm lying in bed Just like Brian Wilson did Well, I'm lying in bed Just like Brian Wilson did Whoa. boys and we are back for another week of svs fly fishing podcasting i cannot wait till my boys can join in with me but for another week we're doing the zoom calls uh tonight we have a guest he's a listener favorite man he's a listener long time listener uh frank zubel so uh anyone from c-town will know frank uh frankie caught his first muskie this week and we're gonna let him talk to us about talk his way through the story so Oh man, we've been we've been all getting out, getting some fishing in. Uh, I caught some carp. Jay's caught some smallmouth. Uh, Mark's put some some fish in the bag. Jason's put some fish in the bag. So uh, we're gonna get all of the stories as soon as we come back. All right, and we are back. Uh, tonight's show brought to us by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. Sims Fishing. 
on your uh, summer solar flex gear there, simsfishing.com. And A-Rick's hooks, the sharpest hooks on the planet, period. Why not fishing in your app the dock? Hey, if you're going to buy some A-Rex hooks, get them from Queen City Guiding. Yeti. Go for the wild. <laughs> hey, tonight's show is being brought to us from the Urban Fly Company Studios. Check them out at urbanflycompany.com. I think we got them all, boys. Yeah. Hey, there was, a, there was a new voice in the plugs. Uh, does the new voice want to introduce itself? The new voice? Are you talking about me? Oh, we've all been here for weeks. <laughs> Hello, guys. I'm Frank Zubel from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Pike and uh, East Sox fly fishing enthusiast. Finally uh, joining the show here after listening to for you guys for many, many episodes and years. So, pleasure to have me on. Thank you. So, uh, Frank, how did you get your start into muskie and pike fishing? Oh, man, that's a pretty good story here. So, uh, wife and I got married in Florida Keys, a place called Hawks Cay. That's in uh, Northern Florida, where you guys probably saw the solar experience guys where they're out of. And um, I got my first hand at tarpon on the fly. And that was, uh, oof, that was brutal. And, uh, you know, so much so, right? You know, I never tossed that 10 weight or 11 or 12 weight rod before. So, uh, you know, it was, it was miserable. I was horrible at it. So here I am on the deck of this beautiful flats boat and the guide's yelling at me because I don't know how to cast and tell me stop tap dancing. And when I finally hooked it for my first tarpon, it swam so fast at me that I could not strip in the line. It literally swam under the boat, went tight and shattered its 12 weight fly rod in my face where I was pulling splinters out of my face of the rod and the guy's like welcome to poon fishing son it ain't no steelhead now is it <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was 2014 um and then uh you know that uh that year i was like i'm going to learn how to cast a 10 or 12 weight rod better than anyone else around here if i because if i go down to florida or mexico or anywhere i want to be able to toss that rod with confidence right so Went there a few more times, got skunked a few more times on tarpon. By the way, I'm 0 for 18 on tarpon. And <laughs> then we went to Mexico, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'll get the little ones, right? So uh, wife and I went down to Mexico for a trip. And I know she's in the room listening, so I'm probably getting in trouble for this, but that's okay. So I told her I booked an Orvis endorsed guide in Mexico. It was not. It was just some random dude I found on the internet. <laughs> picked me up early in the morning took me to Mexican fishing village and I don't know if I was ever going to come back or not because I guess they were like kidnapping gringos and stuff like me so you never know and uh, went on those old pachangas those 18 foot pachangas with Yamahas across this crazy bay I did not see one boat or one human fishing for schnook and carpet on the fly in the mangrove jungles and it was awesome so what's funny is, is schnook act like pike and tarpon act like musky, hands down. Same temperament, same attitudes, the way they fight, the way they catch. It, it just, it's amazing on a fly rod. So even the little tarpon, I could not catch. I mean, I had one jump out of the water, hit me square in the chest, 
and go back in the water. I'm like, I cannot even get a little one, you know? <laughs> so, so after that, um, you know, it was a small random fly show. Uh, this was 2015. And, uh, you know, I'm walking around and I don't see anyone having flies that must be pipe. you know, no, it's all steelhead up here, you know. Except for these two dudes. One was an old dude named Wild Bill. Like the old, the guy's older than dirt, but he's awesome. And then there was this one guy, this big old country boy. And uh, the Mad River Outfitters, his name is Josh McQueen. And I told him that I want to fish for pike on a fly rod. And everyone else thinks I'm crazy. And he's looking at me like, we are going, and we're going to talk. And after that, I've been over. Josh and I had become very good friends, and we went on, I don't know how many countless trips together, chasing pike and uh, muskie. Uh, more pike than anything, so that's my forte. But the muskie, uh, I went out on at least a dozen trips, like the, the stats say on the Instagram, a dozen trips, over 24 follows, blow-ups, or eats, or ruined eights. And I finally got my first one. This past week at a small local, uh, not local, but small reservoir here in Southeast Ohio on the fly. And uh, I was actually finishing my figure eight, pulling the fly out of the water. And this little 24 inch scrappy little muskie came out from nowhere, jumped out of the water to attack Tony Sandroni's nine inch beast muskie fly. They call it the, the Game Changer Beast Fly, which is about nine inches. And uh, I named her Jessica Simpson. It's not love her. And then the original <laughs> one right here is called Vanna White. You can see how beat up she is and everything. That one saw more action in the last three or four years. I, I retired her, put on Jessica, and then, uh, hey, got my first muskie finally after all those tries. So it was, uh, it was awesome. We had uh, tough follows that day. Four eats, and we only could land that one little one, which behind me looks huge because you know you do the famous. Uh, who's that TV guy with the Tennessee on his? Bill Dan Martin. You know how they would put the TV stuff like that when they do the fish stuff. Bill Dance had the Tennessee hat, man. You know, so that's uh, that's how I finally got my first muskie on the fly. That's what led me to muskie on the fly. It all started with fishing for tarpon and schnook, and again, I wanted to learn how to float. Uh, throw a 10 or 12 weight rod for than anyone else here in Ohio. So when I do go to Florida, I can fish with confidence. That's what it comes down to. You guys know it's a grind. You know, some of you guys fish 12, 12, 14 hours straight, and uh, that is not easy with what you do. You know, it's painful. I don't know how many Advil or vodka or beers you got to drink the next day, and you know we're all worthless the next day. You know, well, I know our wives hate us after fishing the next day. You know, because nothing gets done. Well, at least in my household. I'm I'm fine the next day, but <laughs> that night when I come home, it it's lights out. You know, I went and fr- fished with uh Scott earlier in the week, and fuck man, I I was sleeping on the way home. <laughs> Jacob probably attests to it, but he was sleeping as well <laughs> while he was driving because I was sleeping beside him. <laughs> well, then who was driving? I was. I have no idea. We got home safe. The car got us home safe. Or the truck. Wow, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's like answer, days, man. Answer your question, Frank. It took 12 Advil yesterday. 
12 in one shot or 12 consecutively, I hope. No, like, I was, I, I took five when I woke up, up at five o'clock. So at the end of the day. Advil is, that should be yeah, his next sponsor is Advil, you know? <laughs> Seriously, call them up. That should be guys your next sponsors. Advil, Aleve, all day long. Do musky and SX fish. Aleve, you know, one of them. One of those guys will sponsor. You know, liquid band aids too. Ah, <laughs> uh, but usually I steal my wife's surgical tubes for those. You know. Oh no, I'm talking about when the musky tooth gets you. That's oh, and the teeth off. I hadn't experienced that, so I don't know. So, hey, <laughs> the little one didn't bite. Even a long day of rowing the boat. Uh, I rowed all day yesterday, and that, man, that, even that, today I've been, oof, just beaten down. It, I'll tell it, you it, what. We did a 10-hour float, so, I mean, that's that's a long day. You know, I, I, I admire you guys that know how to row a river. That is a complete skill and an art. Um, you know, Josh let me try it a couple times on his uh, jet boat and even on the, he's got a, uh, a stealth craft skiff. And you're like, oh, this is easy. No, <laughs> it's, you know, knowing that water, reading that water, it's, it's quite intimidating. And, uh, you know, that's something that's on the list here to learn how to row. That way you can become valuable to somebody else, right? Yes, when you become fishing. an asset. Yeah, versus a liability, which many must be there. So, but yeah, rowing is a, that's a, man, it's, it's an amazing thing, but I always make fun of Josh. I'm like, dude, mush, mush, let's go, you know, and uh, I, I really abuse him a lot, but that's why I tip him off because I get to abuse him all day for, you know, eight to 12 hours. More efficient. Nothing better than a guy that you can abuse. Exactly. Okay we talk to Jay <laughs> like that and he, make him feed us. <laughs> well, you know, he, I brought that whole pizza to him the other day. You know, it's called Slice Above over here, which is pretty famous in the southwest side of Cleveland. And I put meatballs on there and, you know, and, uh, you know, I brought a whole 12-inch pie, put it in, you know, Ziploc bags, you know, put it in my little Yeti cooler. And I look back and there's already eight pieces gone. And I'm like, dude, you did not earn those yet. I did not land a muskie, you know, put that, put that pizza down right now. Uh, see with the Smokies, I buy these certain Smokies from RK Sausage here in Cleveland, and uh, they are a must on every trip. I always buy two pounds. So obviously, I eat well. I don't miss a lot of meals, but uh, you know, you gotta gotta hydrate and self stay fed when we're chasing these fish with attitudes, right? I tell you what, that nothing is better than doing that. Stop midday, eat a nice meal, or stop and cook, or do something, and it like mm -hmm. re-energizes you. You almost have to do that every, I've noticed for myself, it's every two hours. I got to take a 20 minute break where I just hydrate, stretch out the back. Every two hours. Yeah. You know, and then have somebody else roll you around. I make them sing these songs too, you know. Just, you know what else we, likes to, you know, <laughs> Jay and I found, uh, we have a new fishing partner that he likes to do. Look What's for, uh, look for Yeti nests. That was a that was Yeti pretty entertaining. Yeah, we found one. Yes, we found a full blown Yeti house. This was no nest. This was a house. This thing was like, it was it was amazing. 
I, I even made sure yesterday that we were in a secure area to stop and cook, that like nothing would come and take our food, and we were good. We were not well, in a high they, location area. Well, I hear, well, I hear they like jerky. They like bacon, jerky. <laughs> we uh, we were like Jack Links the other day. We were messing with Sasquatch. <laughs> I was waiting to get kicked square into the middle of the lake, like right off the shore, right into the middle of the lake. Not even out there with my PDF blown up. Uh, That's fantastic. You know what? I wonder if any of us, you know, with the vast network of guys that you know, you know, with all your listeners and guests, has anybody seen a Bigfoot or a Yeti father of fish? <laughs> I, I messaged one of our prior guests, uh, earlier this week and he said dude i have a story to tell you but he didn't tell me the story yet and uh so i don't want to disclose his name <laughs> maybe that's another show you guys yeti and s socks you know that's what i that's what i told the guy that we were rowing with i said dude because he's he's wanting to start a podcast up i said you have to call it the yeti and i <laughs> hey his name is Dwayne. in case you didn't know the, the rock his, no, the Yeti. His real name is Dwayne. He doesn't. He doesn't I like. I thought it was Daryl. Daryl, you know it. You fucking watch good TV. No, I watch bullshit TV, and that comes on. What's that? Well, Progressive commercial? What's my new Yeah, you, you got it, Daryl Dwayne. I I didn't want to make him more so white than he is. <laughs> <laughs> now is it Dwayne or D Wayne? I mean, D with the with the big D. You know. Oh, Lord Jesus. I wonder what these Yetis think when we're floating on rivers and looking at us like, look at these idiots. I can just go in and grab one. I'm guessing they're, they're not... Standing, I'm they're guess, standing in plain sight. I'm guessing not, they're not thinking anything because they're not real. Well, we have a problem. I ran out of vodka. What? I'll be right back. All right, Chad, well, you're totally wrong. We're gonna wait. We're gonna wait for other guests to argue about this. No, that's fine. Hey, I can walk and talk the exact same time. That's why I'm entertaining you guys with my photo what? of that musky. Hey, well, well, Frank's out. Mark, you uh, you did some stuff this week, man. Do you want to talk about it? We're still in the first segment, man. How much time we got left on this? I don't know. I don't know how to check this. <laughs> I didn't we have more than ten minutes. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah, what? Jay and I got out Wednesday night. In typical April, what do we have? Junk wind and freezing cold. That was that night it snowed and six wind and snow. Oh, yeah, I was out mushroom hunting in snow. God damn it! <laughs> he needs ice, man. <laughs> Mark, Mark, it was snowing up there, wasn't it? It, it was. We had like full winter gear of everything on. We had every jacket, yeah. waders. We oh. were like packing stuff on. It's like in the wind is disgusting. I almost left my big winter jacket at home. I told Mark, and I was like, "We got out there, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so th- I, I was pissed. I forgot my gloves. To be honest, well, it's like we were getting up there. Like I told Jay, I was like, "This cold front's gonna jack with these fish." So I was like, "We're gonna kind of do a little couple different things." Let's start off and look for some mud, see if we got some heat there. And then we're going to, like, back out of there, work a couple points where it drops a little bit, see if they're there. If not, we're going to move up into stumps. If they're not there, we're just going to kind of float across. We're going to get to an area there with a point. We'll work that point in, and then there's going to be weeds. If we don't find them in any of them other places, 
there's nowhere else they're going to be but weeds. And if they're not in there, we can't fish where they're going to be. There's too much wind to fish in the deep water. We fished all of that through. And we finally, like, get to the point. It's the last spot. And when we got, what, probably an hour and a half of light left. And I told him, I was like, dude, if we get around this point, they got to be in here. If they're not, I don't think we got enough time to do anything else because we're just not going to be able to sit in that wind. And right as we come around that point, it like drops to like three and a half foot, all weeds. They're just kind of fighting through it for like the first 10 minutes. I'm like, they gotta be here. And I was like, I just told Jay, I'm like, these fish gotta be in this area. I'm like, if we don't he's get like, anything. What are we, that- he's like, well, you were questioning kind of like, man, what are, you know, should, are we doing what's right? Like, are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? And, you know, it was like, we weren't quite sure. And then, I mean, I swear you might've said that like out loud. You're like, man, what do you think? You know, what do you think we're doing what we're supposed to be doing? And it couldn't have been two seconds later. Literally this fish at the middle of the boat turns itself broadside and just fire straight up with like just enough energy to just get to the fly. And it's like at the trolling motor at this point and the fish kind of like dies right at the fly. At that point, I was dead stop already ready. And I just reef back on him and start <laughs> running to the back of the boat. Get to that, get to that, get to that. No, no, no. Yeah. Deep bubbles couldn't get it. The fish goes back up. I run back to the front of the boat. It starts peeling some line out. We played her back in and got that fish. And I'm telling you, that fish was angry. Well, your yeah, net, that net is big, dude. That is a big net. And it's, it, you know, it got kind of, as I got it out, it got it's it's deep. It's got to be three foot deep, and it you know the net the bottom three of the net foot. got caught. Try five hey, and a half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's I mean it's giant, so it's like hanging down, and it got caught on a one of the hinges for one of the where the decks come up. You know what I mean to hold for storage, and I, I'm like trying to get it off of there, you know, and things were a little hectic. It was it actually got really calm after I got it all undone, put the net in the water, got it all ready. Mark well, pulls thing right back in. It was it was pretty quick. What thirty seconds maybe? Not even. It felt yeah, like thirty. At most. At most. But like once we got to fish in the net, it's just it was one of them fish that every time you reached in, it just kept pushing and pushing itself into the net. So it finally got a good grab on it, got it out, held the fish. We got the pictures. I said, let's get get it back in the net. Grab the pliers. We'll pop the hook out. So we do that. Get it back in. Get the hook out. Let's bump her real quick because I think it'll hit forty. So we'll get a quick bump, send her on her way. So I get in there. I'm trying to get her like three, four times, and she just keeps pushing to the front, pushing to the front, pushing to the front. Finally, I reach in, grab her. As soon as I get her, I lift her head up, thrashes back, and just rips my left hand wide open. All right, this is great. Oh, that bitch. I look at Jay with this <laughs> like, look. Like, get your hand this, back in there anyway. I look at Jay. I'm like, this isn't good. Reach back in, get a hold of her tight. Get it out. As soon as I get out, I look down. And there's fish. There's blood rolling down, just pouring down the fish. Throw her on the board. Blood all over the backside of the fish. Got 41 out of it. Like, now, let's go. This got to get. That's why, like, the release shot, you can see I'm, like, leaning over. Yeah. It was literally boom, over, get the picture. Now, shoot it out, ran out. And a good hour and a half or two of soaking blood. And that was your blood, not the muskies. <laughs> yeah, it was, well, it was blood, all Mark's blood. All over, blood. Everything. All over <laughs> yeah. the boat, all over the bump board. Yeah, that was all. It was a mess. That, that is nice, though, man, when you have the fish in it. That fish has a just a, a aquarium in the water just to hang out in. And even a 41 inch fish wasn't, didn't feel like it was squashed or, you know, or, you know, getting 
mess with at all. It felt very comfortable. I had more than enough room. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a fun yeah, day. Was a fun one. So when you yeah, go put 50 in that day. net? What's that? When you go put 50 in that net? Hopefully soon. That's what I was shooting for <laughs> yesterday. They don't like 65 and sunny. They don't. They want 49 degrees, cold wind, you're freezing fingers. You know, that's what they wanted. You know that, Mark. You got to earn them. You got to earn them. They make you earn it. That's for sure. That was one of them nights. I mean, I, I thought for sure we were going to put another one in that. You, I mean, we kept, as soon as that fish was gone, I told him, like, I'll deal with this. Get cast. We're going to get another one. And I, I just, I, as much as I could, I kept, as I cast, I looked down, there'd be blood rolling everywhere. I hurry up, soak it up, keep casting some more. I'm like, we're going to put another fish in by the end of the night. I, nothing showed. Did we talk about? Oh, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, did we talk about your, your fish prior to that? The first one you what caught? You prior? The first one you guys caught at that place? We we talked last week. Was that last week? I, I, yeah. All the days yeah. blend together yeah. now, man. There's been a lot of fishing happening. Yeah. The day the day you were out there, you got that last fish you just spoke on. Uh, there was all kind of guys down in the, in the area I was fishing for muskie. I seen probably five caught in an hour and a half. Yeah, there was a good was window there. Was it on Thursday? Uh, uh, no, that, was that was Monday, Wednesday. wasn't it? Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday? Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. See, don't know what day it is. But uh, like I said, it was a super cold day. The kid I talked to that I know, he landed a 44 not long before I got there. But I seen, you know, a couple 30-inch fish landed. Uh, and this is all shore fishermen. But, uh, Who are you on the bottom five fish. Yeah, probably five fish I seen caught within an hour and a half that, that same evening you guys were out there. Did you see that boat with uh it's like a houseboat he's all all closed in trolling no, we were we were up north yeah he's he's been there the last few times on that end oh yeah he's been hitting it hard i think i seen him when i was up saturday morning on the other end doing the same ranger? shit there's been a ranger and a skeeter like that oh that's that's a pretty sweet setup I, you can't fly cast good out of there but were you, know, you uh were you off talk or were you on the bottom? I was on the, in the, the bigger water in the lakeside, but yeah, did you was, get any eyes? No, we, I just threw jigs. So I thought we might pick some up there and, uh, I don't know. Nothing. It's, it's cold, man. It's freaking cold. And then, and then you got to think though, those fish, okay. There's muskies all around. Those fish aren't going to act. You know what I mean? So, how so long are into, they going to stay there? Because I know them walleyes pushed up good, but that cold front pushed them back. I mean, them, them walleyes that you'd have been after, you'd probably have been better off down further. Yeah, no, it was, I don't know. We're getting, we're, heck, we're darn near to the season of everything else opening up. So I guess, you know what I mean? It, that that won't go on for too much longer. Them, them well, water temps, though, they've been, they've been stationary, if not drop a few degrees. And so, I don't know, the fish, I caught a fish last night, uh, a walleye that uh was spawned out but that was in our our water our local so that's a lot warmer well you figured uh, two weeks ago jay and i were out on a wednesday night it hit 55 and that's when it peaked then we had nothing but cold after that that saturday it was 39 when i got there at 6 30 the water temp. this week that was uh not not this saturday the week before so you figure in that week and a half it dropped 16 degrees and then yesterday it got back up to 54. 
So finally, in like a two and a half week period, we got back to where we were. But once it peaked there, all the fish came in, especially the walleyes. They stayed hard, and then it went cold front straight after. Yeah, it, hey, it definitely, uh, it definitely put the spawn to be a fast thing. That that happened that fast. Them fish are, you know, walleye. They hit the degrees to spawn at. All the lakes had, you know, their nets out for not even two weeks, one week max. It was just over that fast. So wacky spring up and down. Well, I'm, uh, I'll bet you any money, though, with this water temp holding the way that it was yesterday and this rain and whatnot coming through, you're going to have them muskies that are in there right now spawned out. They'll be when you and Scott the were there, did you, did, you stay that, did you stay in the same spot the whole day or did you go and move at all? Like I've been talking like move the whole boat any places. Talking yesterday? Yeah. Or did you just stay pretty put? Oh, no, we fished that whole upper section down the east side, down around both the islands. I mean, we fished a lot more water, but we stayed or up did top. You, you didn't change boat launches or anything? No, there was way too many people. I had yeah, no I interest wondered. in sitting in line yeah. for an hour. Yeah. Dude, was it was a zoo up there yesterday. Oh it God. was a zoo. I lost at 6.30 just to make sure I beat everybody. I was the second car in the launch. There was 45 there by like two. Oh, there was 50 in where we launched out of at least, if not more, 50, 50 trailers. Chad, go ahead. So, hey, guys, we got to take a little gentleman's break. Uh, we got one minute till, for a Zoom meeting. Um, let's go out, uh, do what we want to do for three minutes, and then uh, we'll start another Zoom meeting back up, all right? Yeah, we'll resume our water tap. All righty. Okay. So, and now that Jace was talking, like, fish being caught up in shallow. So Saturday, when we started off, we went right back into the same bay we were at, Jay. And we got in there and started working it a bit and realized, I forgot my chew. And that's no bueno. No, I know you were without chew. You're like you the biggest cry. You're, you're a big crybaby. Well, and we're only like a couple minutes from the boat launch. So I was like, here's the deal. We're going to fish this bay out real good. That'll give us a couple hours. I'll be good till then. We'll run back, get it, take a leak, and get back on. So we fish through the bay, nothing, run back to the truck. I go truck, grab the chew, come back, meet Scott at the boat. Guy puts his boat in, trolls around the side. We're pushing the boat out. He hooks up. He's bass fishing. Catches a musk. We're there. Like, really? So we're like, hey, he wants to bring the net. He's like, no, we're good. And to the respect to them, they're great. Netted the fish, handled it well, did a little measurement of it. Nice release, held it, did heck of a job. But it's different up there. Then people realize the reason that their lake's so good is because of them fish. I mean, it, it really is. So <laughs> we fished everything. Like Jace was saying about shallow, that's where we kind of started working up in. I went up in shallow, worked a lot of different stuff. I worked shallow through weeds, shallow through mud, shallow off pads, shallow off everything. Then it was supposed to be pretty much no wind all day. You're going to go till six o'clock till it starts even getting up into seven, eight mile per hour. No, it blew and it blew every which way it wanted to. We had like a good consistent, like Northeast to work off of. So we kind of positioned ourselves and worked on different angles and worked around. So we kind of got some points. We got stumps. We worked everything there, got up in, and as soon as we started working the east end, then the wind would change and it would kind of shift. 
We worked every inch of that place from every angle. You know where we ended up finding fish at? Ten foot of water under a bait hole. Mm -hmm. I was about to ask about the bait though, and mm -hmm. and, and that lake and that lake too. What you were saying because it, that's it's so great. They didn't they didn't decide to put stripers or hybrids into that lake to solve the. They have shad, right? And they, yeah. I don't right. So, but there's musky eating those shad. There, there aren't a ton of stripers on those shad. They've kind of decided to deal with it with the, with musky and with because there aren't pike either. No, and that's and it gave it time. I mean, that's just the thing. They gave that's it time. Eat. Yeah, and let kind of nature do its thing. Where a lot of places jump so quick and they try to <coughs> you know shift to put stripers in or put something else in to eat them up. It's it's not always the best. That it, it does help, and it makes a good fishery, yeah. That lake has just, a, you know, a lot of perch, too, you know, for oh those yeah. musky to be eaten. Yeah, and the panfish are, are good because of that. I mean, it keeps them in yeah. check. They don't overeat them, but they keep the population in check, and that helps grow big fish. I mean, every fish there. doesn't matter if it's panfish, walleye, bass. It's a great fishery all around. It also doesn't have pike, which is huge. Like I said, uh, it's, it's heavily fished. It is. I mean, it's it's heavily pressured. There was probably in a neighborhood that I know that I could see in the in the time I was there. There might have been twenty boats at least trolling for muskie. So I mean, nobody casting, nobody fly casting. Really? Nobody casting. I mean, you obviously have all your panfish and your walleye guys, but guys that you knew were legitimately trolling muskie. And there's probably more that you probably well, thought was a walleye guy. But I think one big thing that that kind of taught me that I learned was more than anything, you're going to have a short window to work opportunities there. And a lot of it is going to come by launching that boat and getting out there before light. Because you're going to have a short window. You can work that period of wind. And when that wind kicks in, you're, you're done. You've got to hide from it. Well, not always them big fish aren't going to hide. They're going to still be there, but you're just not going to be over them. You can go fish a lot of other fish, and they're going to be fish in some of them areas. But if you want to concentrate heavily on the majority of where they are, the bigger ones, you're going to have very short windows to fish them. And sometimes for what we're doing, you might, you might not just be able to do it. You're going to have to you know, concentrate on other sections and areas that we can focus on. That That's exactly what our game plan was on Monday because we went to a lake. With uh, no motor, you know, we didn't have a motor yeah. on, on the drift boat. And we wanted to get there at first light because we knew the wind would pick up by 8, 30, 9 o'clock, you know? And Jay did a good job of making that happen, huh? Uh, he, I was right on time. He was, what do you mean? We pulled into sheets. We, we pulled at... into sheets one minute late. <laughs> one minute. <laughs> what? what the hell do you want? Are you serious? That one. Yes. Yeah, 601. He. He put that uh, that story up before we were there. <laughs> we pulled in uh -huh. one minute uh -huh. late. <laughs> That's not bad. No. That's not, acceptable. Not bad at all. But like I said, we uh we tried our best and we we went for a different tactic. Like we we did a point A to point B float on a lake, which we don't normally do. And it was a good idea, I think. But we should have yeah, done I thought so too. We should have done point B to point A, you know, <laughs> that that way yeah. we wouldn't have had to row against the wind 
to get back to the boat launch. <laughs> Jay, what what did I hear something about someone farming a smallmouth? Oh, I did farm a smallmouth. Yeah, yeah, I did do that. You ever, you ever mentioned nothing well, about you know, that? I, I'm not you sure. I'm not in, no, okay, not. Well, this is on this is on a musky fly, so it's not a, it's not the biggest musky fly, which I still think Chad has, and I'm I'm gonna need that fly back. Oh, okay, uh, it's probably uh, my ten weight back in in the boat. I'll get it to okay. you. Okay, but but uh, I I think he I had a decent sized pacarini tail that I stole from your house, Mark, and on it, and uh, I think he might have just grabbed onto the whole back of the tail and never got any of the hook because it was on a big six aught, you know. The TP or whatever the trout predator six, I don't I don't know if he just connected with the hole. It wasn't a giant giant, but it, it definitely smashed the fly. I probably I probably just fucked up. That little spot right there always holds good smallies. There was one dude. There was a giant fucking carp rolling down that creek, man. Yeah, <laughs> I I was up. We we made Scott row, so I was up front and I I put my musky fly in front of its face. It wasn't nothing to do that, so I poked it with my fly rod. <laughs> it didn't do anything. <laughs> He's like 17 pounds. He like reaches his hand down and eat this. Here, eat it. I tried, man. I was like, I was poking it. It didn't do anything. It didn't swim any different. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I had a small end of the eight there. Oh, that fish had to go five, six pounds. It was yeah. huge. But that was the only fish that we saw all day. I mean, and we fished pretty damn hard. I mean, it, there was no lack of well, fishing, man. That's for sure. The the only downfall to lack of fishing was we fished on 420. I'm just saying. Uh, I was per- <laughs> I felt great. But, you know, I, I want to talk about something as well. I mean, I had, a, I had to use Chad's rods that day. And, uh. I ordered some rod tips. I, my rod tip I <laughs> My rod tip. My rod tip got all messed up from ripping a, a heavy, heavy uh, sink tip through it consistently for years and years, and it just wore grooves real bad. You know what I mean? Into the tip, and it was probably because of prior use as well. But uh, we'll blame it on me. Uh, but it, yeah, it got all, and I ended up taking it and I fixed it. It wasn't, it really wasn't that bad. Just has anybody else done that to rod tips? Yeah, I've done it to broken rod tips, not taking the, <laughs> not taking the original eye off, but I've broken rod tips and put new ones on. I took the old one off, put the new one on. I mean, all you need is a hair dryer. They send you the glue. It was pretty simple. And it worked. I took it out with Mark the uh, next time we went out when he hooked that fish, and it worked great. It worked fine again. Uh, felt, it felt good. The line going through it, and I was like, oh, this, this it felt like relieving. I could actually fish comfortably again. But I fixed another seven weight that I'd had sitting in my dad's house, and an old Cortland, uh, it just an old shitty rod. But hey, and I threw a tip on an extra rod to have, you know, sitting around just in case anything else breaks. You know, and I don't send it back for a year. So, yeah, nice to have a couple of those sitting around. It was an easier process than I thought it was. Even uh, my uh, lazy ass could do it. <laughs> so, Jason, I got the fish on yeah. 420, man. You know, I was way up high up north. Did you uh, Did you meet the I guy mean, under the bridge again? 
Oh, even better. Some <laughs> cool ass kids. They were like, I don't know, just being hipster, fucking off in a abandoned parking lot on their little like, you know, them razor scooters and and uh, they had skateboards. So they were cool with me, man. I walked up just to talk to them to be nice and I wanted to make sure they were in the right because where they were at was kind of kind of sketched behind a fence. You like your social distance, uh, Jace? How am I going to hit their blunt? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, for Christ's well, sake. The average arm length is what? Ashtabula. Somebody's getting lit in this mug for sure. So oh, Ashtabula. Yeah, that's that's another armpit of Ohio. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, definitely. They got some pretty cool paintings on their buildings of fish. I got to give it to them, man. We don't got stuff like that around town here. Very little. But They do have an but, awesome barbecue joint there in town. Or is uh, that Connie? I, I like That's it because Connie, I yeah. haven't really Connie, experienced too much yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, these, these kids were doing their little thing, and I'm, I just want to be like, you lied back here? And they're like, yeah, cops came, said, we don't give a shit no more. Stay away from everybody. So pretty much just isolating those people. So I showed him the picture of the fish I caught. He was like, you caught that down there? I was like, yeah, you guys, you ever fish? They're like, nah, just smoke doinks. So he passed. He, he asked, did I partake? I said, I'm the fucking king of partaking. <laughs> I said, partake? That's my middle name. Nah, they they were pretty cool, uh, you know, just out on a nice day. That was, what, what, what kind of conditions did you fish in that day? Because I fished in you know, which is a rare thing for Ohio, super sunny skies. Uh, it may have been a little cooler, but it was a beautiful day. Yeah. That's what we fished on Monday. It was a, it was windy as a mug, but, uh, yeah, it was a little bit windy, but I was up by the big lake. So I expected that, but I, I hammered on some fish, man. I thought I was going to have a slow day and all the suckers that were there seemed to be not there. I don't know if that cold pushed them back out or they ran up further or what the hell it was, but it was just steelhead. I, I think I snagged one sucker on a streamer swinging, but other than that, I, I only hooked up with steelhead. So did pretty good on the pin with some jigs. I, I couldn't get shit on the bead. I don't know what was going on. I thought I'd kill on beads, but uh, got one fish on a bead, I don't know, five or six on like a, a white jig type crazy flashy gold head it just was getting them you know the reaction strike and i swung two up on some streamers so i had a pretty fun day heck yeah and man. one fish what kind of streamers were you throwing uh it's i had a little sculpting head that i tied way back that i fished for steelhead last spring and got a few on and i never really fish it so i threw it back on to start out and it got me a fish on the hang down which was pretty sweet and it was a not a bad fish you know 23 24 aggressive spawned out fish all the fish i caught were spawned out i got it but i would say it was probably a 30 inch fish i didn't measure it against my rod or anything but it was up way up in the 20s if not 30 but that was on the pin but the second fish snaky. i caught uh it was snaky it literally it was it was very i got a couple different angles on it so it, it's got some different looks but it you could tell it it did its thing it was an old warrior it was a female she was all spawned out but she I couldn't get my hand around the tail. Her tail was thick. Like this fish in her prime was probably definitely over 11 pounds. It was wow. a, a really long fish. But I got the bigger one I got on the fly rod was my second biggest of the day. And it was probably upper 20s, 26 plus, maybe 27 and had a real thick tail. So I don't know. He And that fish grabbed it like 
as soon as I put it across the water and laid it downstream. So it was, a, it was a pretty sweet take on that fish and landed both of them, which is particularly rare, isn't it, for swing guys? They don't yeah. land on those fish that bite. Dude, I, I hooked one, or I hooked two on the, the streamer uh, two weeks ago with Scott. I didn't land either of them. Oh, that's you, but. Yeah, well, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, was, it was a pretty cool day. Uh, not many people out. I watched this older guy walk for miles, and I talked to him at, like, the second spot I seen him where I hiked down in a big canyon and stuff. And, and I was like, sir, you've walked, a, like, a crazy long way. And he was like, I didn't catch no steelhead. I was like, oh, shit, that's no good. But. He tried pretty hard and, and started his way back down. He said he was 76 years old. I said he was 76 years young. I said, I ain't walked that far for a reason. But he was doing it. So he had his little staff and shit, man. It's pretty good to see when, you know, I hope I can make it to 70. I doubt it. But that dude was still doing it. And without catching a fish for miles and miles, he was about to walk his ass back down there, probably fish throughout, whether he was hooking up or not, you know? So. You're not going to make it to 70 if you keep smoking the devil's lettuce with kids at fucking Ashtabula. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to limit Ashtabula to like twice a year. Yeah, no, that's, I, I, I like it up there, man. You you meet some interesting people, and they're never fishing. They're doing other stuff. All right. So <laughs> Extracurricular like, shit. Ashtabula <laughs> is like the other armpit of Ohio. You fly down Route 7 to get to East Liverpool. I mean. Well, bro, I live near Youngstown. You, yeah, but are you for, we are two-time murder capital back to back. That, yeah, that but, speaks volumes. Yeah, but that's a reason. They're whacking people for good reasons, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was all. That was all Italian mob. You, you don't look like yeah, you're too far from the Italian mob yourself. No, no, I'm a Polak. You know, everybody's an Italian <laughs> okay. for some hey, reason. Hey, my people. <laughs> my <You know>? people. <laughs> but they do think I'm the uh, the Polish mobster here in Cleveland, which is I don't know why. I mean, I think it's. Uh, you know, I think it's baloney that they stereotype me like that. Hey, but, you know, they're stereotypes because they're true, right? No comment. <laughs> so Judge nobody by their looks. Notice my picture. If you guys ever find out that I own a pig farm, then you know shit's serious. <laughs> <laughs> so can I, can I get back to something that Mark had brought up earlier about our temperature swings? I had, I've been doing something outside that uh, that's not fishing related. I've been uh, doing a little morel hunting, and I found my first morel the same day that Mark caught that 41-inch muskie because the weather had been bumping back up. And then the next day, it was sn- or that night it was snowing. Yeah, so that's when the that's when that temp really kind of made that yeah transition. That was the one good day I've had so far. I found one morel, and I said, "Hey, I found a morel." I had my son cut it off. That's the only fucking mushroom I found so far. So I went home and fried one mushroom. <laughs> one. <laughs> and I, just, I, got, I got like the morsel this big out of it because him and my oh. wife ate it all. What Guys, what is this seriously you that good? I've never had one of those with a steak. Is it really that good? Oh my God, yes. They're, they're the best mushroom. When, uh, Mark and I want to harp. Mark and I want to harp on you for something else you do with your son. Like I think it was the same day, wasn't it? That was the next day. Oh, oh yeah. What was this? I forgot. 
I think it was Thursday. We're using that goddamn glass six weight, you jackass. Oh, yeah. I know you have that an eight weight sitting in your fucking closet or whatever the hell it is at your house. Let your the kid funny. use a goddamn eight weight to hook one of those fish. That'd be a good time. I bought that rod for that. I bought that rod for that. Right, Mark? We talked yeah, about I, that. I was almost going to say, he goes, I lost two the other day. I was, was going to say, well, you wanted to use the other rod. No, I only lost that one, and that was that was not his fault for fighting that fish any different. He had it up to the bank, and I grabbed the line, and I was going to pull it into the shore. I, didn't ha- I had, like, sneakers on, you know? I couldn't get in the water. So I was going to pull the—I was going to— fucking... You wore tenor shoes steelhead fishing? No, no, this was a, the carp with the, this kid I was talking about. The carp with my boy. Don't make that kid fight that fish with a six-weight. I loved it. The, he loved it. But uh, that's why I cut the steelhead on, too, was the six-weight. And the hybrids. That's what I bought that rod for. It was for big fish, man. <laughs> Notice he couldn't keep them on the streamer. I bent the streamer straight. What that's was a perfect, it? Perfect for rod for like all, I was doing. all the above but steelhead. Ask, all the above that. Ask Scott. I bent the, steelhead, or I bent the streamer hook straight. Now, when we're talking streamer, and, and are you talking? About, are you that, talking about why. a white death <laughs> on a glass rod? What kind of streamer? Even what kind though of it's still a glass rod, it is still eight foot, and it it's still got the stiffness to it. So you don't get that tip flex that's going to allow. Just like uh, yeah, you get all the tip flex about with his reels. So like like he's talking about with his reels with the startup inertia. It's the same thing with a rod tip when you're dealing with a shorter stick. That's going to pull stiffer. So yeah, it's going to straighten the hook out absolutely. You might be right, but ah, oh well. You're gonna have just a little more play in that extra tip. Yeah, so I mean that that makes a difference, and I mean, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's that quick shock. So that fiberglass, it's a little steelhead, but it's softer. But that little bit of pull there, it's a little more stout because of that, and that would that would straighten the hook on you. So, like I was telling my son, you want to bend it, like bend it side pressure, and get as much of that butt into the fight of the fish as possible. You know, because that's the... that was a freaking cool picture with him just like <laughs> hanging on to that thing. That was awesome. I told him I was like, "Hey, hey, buddy, we're talking about you on the podcast, man, because you hooked the carp and you fought it, and you did everything right. That was Dad's fault that we didn't get a picture with that fish." <laughs> if we could, if you'd have pulled him in, we could have called that the Nolan bobsled. He looked like he was getting ready to take off and just slide into the water. The the best part, so, he he was standing barefoot, man. That's. That's my boy. <laughs> so, Chad, uh, seems like you kind of figured these carp out because before you couldn't never catch them. I've uh, I've been doing something different lately. So, I found a... Uh, hey, talking to a bunch of carp buddies? Yeah. Working. I found some carp friends, and uh, I've been fishing lightly weighted flies in a smaller version, and... And I've kind of found out what they're eating. They're eating bugs, you know? So if you fish a bug and you do the drag and drop and drop it right in front of their face, boom, they're going to suck it up, man. Dude, I, I saw one today. I blew it. I fucking lined it right over its back. But I there's another thing. Over at the pond, under the dock, there's been a catfish laying there. It's probably a two-foot catfish. And it it wants nothing to do with my flies. 
I've been trying to like skip them under there like bass guys, and then just drag and drop right in front of its face. It wants nothing to do with me. Okay, Dude, so it's kind of like my wife at night. Like, you should you should soak a fly in some uh, some meat or some nasty stuff overnight one day. The liver? Then drag and drop it. I bet he eats the shit out of it, dude. Put it in some uh, chicken liver or something. How long until it starts like catch on and just like you, all right? Let's you hear how Jason catches fish? <laughs> anus oil. Anus. 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 What is it? Anus oil. Anus oil. <laughs> anus oil. There's no such thing as anus oil. Well, you haven't done it right. You haven't done it right, Frank. In in Jason's box, there is. You know, I wonder if, if any Yahoos do that, really spray down or fly with scent. I, I wouldn't doubt terrible. it. <laughs> Mine you know. smell like uh, Loctite. Official <laughs> I only got one thing to say about that catfish. You want to know how to catch him? What's that? You want to call Mark up. <laughs> call yeah. fucking Mark up. I know, He'll man. Do it. He'll catch him on a cloud. Small or... black leech. Small black <laughs> leech. Black leech, too. Uncle's catching a catfish for you. In the back with a 26 degree eye. Wool head. A catfish fly. Danger out the back. About three inch. It'll Is that stick. for sale on Urban Fly Company? It, it, it should the, be. I need to the get catfish. It. The catfish killer. That thing stuck so many. You should call I'm it the catfish. I'm going to tell you. Well, what was that, Chad? I say you should call it the catnip. Definitely. But I'm gonna I'm gonna i I'm gonna put this out there. The one cool thing I've been seeing, I know you've seen it also, is that that tail that uh Pat Cohen just put out. Oh yeah, the the wiggle tail. That's yeah. fucking the nice. Tail. Dude, I use that shit. I fish gear and, and the action on that is incredible. Compared to like a, a small soft plastic, this is one you can feel. That action you can feel it. It's pretty. I don't know. I don't know what the effects it might have in fly fishing. It, it seems like a pretty cool thing. They started out with some small versions. I don't know if you could grow that bigger, but that's like a vibration type deal. You know what? Well, that would be perfect for. It. Uh, never mind. I'm gonna keep that. Yeah, cat, hey, keep you, were you gonna say catfish? No. Hey, Mark. No. Say catfish. Mark, see this hat no, right here. I, I know a perfect keep way right to there. make it into a fly for musky and what to do with it, but uh, I, I might need to buy a pack. You know, it's very gear-like. I can tell you that. Yeah, it's and, cool. And I got an idea. It's gonna work really good for. And you know, it's weird. Great idea. Marlin put out a post well, that week about making a paddle tail, and it was the same week that Pat came out with those. Those other paddle tails. Well, 3D printing had a, has us in an era where nothing is impossible, right? Like all this shit could be, all this shit could be thought of and made like for fly fishermen. There, there's got to be a, a logistics behind it, no doubt. More than 10J. <laughs> so, hey Frank, uh, what what do you have planned for the summer? Uh, where are you guys going to be fishing? Or not where are you going to be fishing, but what uh, what do you got planned for the summertime? Mm, well, half the summer got changed due to this nonsense that's going on. You know, usually we go to the Keys in May, but that's not happening. So uh, I got this crazy skiff project that I've been working on. And uh, it's a 12-foot old fiberglass MFG rowboat that I gutted <laughs> it out. 
And my goal is to turn it into a flat style skiff and uh, kind of run around all the rivers and all the lakes on that hunting for pike and muskie. Uh, Dude, Lake Erie Carp. I do plan on hitting your guys' area here uh, soon, but mainly I really want to go after those wipers, man. Some of the photos you guys are posting. Oh, God, that looks like that'd be such a blast on a fly rod. You know, the wipers. I, I know we have white bass here in Cleveland, you know, on Lake Erie, of course. But I think that would be an absolute blast. When is, it, is that season all all year Tuesday. long with the what, wipers? What, what do you got going on Tuesday? There's only I'm being, oh, probably. Dude, I'm being dead serious, too. Tuesday. There's probably five I'm, months you can't I'm, catch them. I'm an essential, and I got to get wrapped, uh, wrapped up until Thursday. Uh, you son of a bitch, I got like a week until I got to go back to work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be fishing every day. So, hey, Frank. Oh, whenever, I'm, I'm always this, working, but. The only, this, the only downfall to the hybrids is you have to be with Jay when you fish with, fish for them. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. <laughs> no, no. The, the deal with that, whenever you come down, right? In all reality, yeah, you really got to be with somebody that is allowed to. <laughs> That's the bad part. Yeah, one of these days, I am going to fish with you guys. Because, I mean, you're like, what, an hour from me? Maybe an hour and a half? Hour and straight a half. Down. I mean, I'm, I'm right by the turnpike. My house is two minutes from the turnpike. Oh, you're, you're very close. When you come to fish this area, if it's a bust for you... Definitely make the phone call. If it's not a good fishing day where you're at, you could come down to where we're at and fish for sure. Oh, definitely. I mean, luckily, uh, you know, between our two states and the little area that we're in, you know, call it what, maybe a two-hour, a three-hour drive, if you think about it. Look how diverse of a fishery we have between, you know, Ohio and PA. Just between, like, Lake Erie, the Muskie, the smallmouth, the wipers. And uh, here's another thing that no one's talking about that Josh and I have been thinking about is catching sheephead on the fly. Oh, we know a guy that, that loves it, dude. I mean. They're, they're pretty aggressive. Uh, I know that for gear, you throw spoons for them, dude. They're on it. They're the game fish of the summertime, right? For, for guys in your area on the, the bigger water, you could fish right along shore anywhere and probably encounter those fish exactly that's why i'm surprised not so many people tap you know i mean of course we have so much walleye and smallmouth everybody wants to do walleye 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 but you know it's just, but listen uh, you know this, this summer i want to i want to go after big sheep i just put on an orange you know and, what, Frank? and that's in, it in the answer to your question to that why nobody does is there's too many people that aren't afraid to, they're too afraid to just get turned down you're yeah. you're gonna have to learn you got to go out there and you got to play with it and try different techniques and not lot of people want to put the time in to do that that fishery up there man you can walk up and down so many different places and catch smallmouth the sheephead the drum the anything to think of if you just There's put the time in and learn what you need to do because it's going to be different it might take you five six trips to figure it out but when you do it, it'll be worth it well that's why i'm building the skiff because the kayak that i have even though i love my kayak it's called a new canoe it's a half a kayak, half a canoe. It's perfect for fat guys. Uh, I actually fishes too. I have a 55 pound truss mole on there and a uh, uh, life pro battery that only weighs like 15 pounds. So I can chill around all day long with that. But when you go fly fishing with a rig like that, 
the fly line gets caught on everything. So that's why I'm building this little 17 foot skip. When it's said and done, this thing will only weigh 175 pounds. Tops. Hey, what was that? Throw me on there, there goes capacity. Oh, so there's this guy um, that I uh, met through one of our kayak thing. It's called Amped Outdoors. It's a lithium battery, Life Pro 4. It's about 300, 350 bucks. It's got 50 amp. It's literally the size of a small tackle box, nine by seven by six, and it weighs 15 pounds. Um, When I go fishing in the rivers, I can go up the river, usually two trips before I have to charge the whole thing. And the charger that he gave me, the extra charger, it charges up in eight hours. So, and he sells these already in case, or are they the sales? Yes, yes. amped case, outdoors. Amped outdoors. So again, if you got a small, you know, skiff, small craft, small rowboat, and you know you're worried about weight of an eighty pound battery, yeah, they're expensive, but think about the weight savings and everything else. So, yeah, does it got any other more than that? Those the, the length. I mean, they, they last longer. You're going to get a lot yeah. more years out of them. Because the they never downside, charge down. Yeah, they charge yeah, out. The, the only downside to them is cold weather. If you're fishing real cold, they're going to burn quicker. But other than that, there's really no downside to them. Yeah, he makes a 110 one. I mean, I have the 50. But yeah, he goes up to 100, 150, I think, on some of the things. So it's just amazing what uh, he's put together. And, you know, he just started maybe a couple of years ago. But uh, he's getting it pretty well known in the kayak community and the small boats uh, community, uh, energized outdoors. So. And, uh, you know, again, pretty decent dude uh, out there too. Cool. Does that come with any other like uh plug-in? Is there, are there other plugs on that for accessories or? It's just like any other battery. You know, you just buy your own plugs and that's it. I mean, it's the real simple stuff just like everyone else has, you know. Gotcha. Uh, very simple plug and play and you just roll with it. But uh, again, when I was looking for, to get back into fishing and you having a boat, cause back in the day, I used to fish tournaments for walleye. And I had two Rangers at one point and back in the day. So having that boat is, uh, or having a boat, you know how it is. It just, uh, you're happy when you get it. You're sad when you sell it or you're happy when you sell it. And that's why it's called boat to bust out another thousand, you know, you know it. Um, <laughs> the two happiest days in the boat owner's life, right? Will be pretty cool when done. I, like I said, Frank, I have the same project as you going on, but mine's downgraded a little bit. I'm a I'm white trash of mine up a little bit. No fiberglass. It's all going to be plywood. So, well, as long as you put the right paint on it, there's stuff. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, the truck bed liner stuff. So, like, so I bought the stuff called Durabec. There's a smooth version and there's a grip version. And you literally just roll it on and then do what's called a tip to smooth it all out. And that's almost like truck bed liner. And on the bottom of the boat, I got the stuff called uh, Gator Glide. I uh, met a couple of guys down south in Louisiana that run the airboats. And they put that on the bottom of their boat to go through everything. So the bottom of this skiff is going to have Gator Glide, and then the rest of it's going to be the that all grip stuff with the smooth. So it's going to be pretty uh pretty solid. I don't know how bulletproof it's going to be for being fiberglass, but oh well, I guess we'll find out when I smack a rock on the Tuscarawas River, won't I? Well, yours is going to sure. smell like Gator Glide. Mine's going to smell like Astro Glide. 
Castro. (laughs) 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 Got to eat more spicy Smokies and jerky, that's all. No, that's the last thing you want with Astroglide, man. That show comes spraying out like a shotgun. (laughs) It happens, it happens. Actually, the worst combination is spicy beef jerky, uh, dried apricots, and chocolate chip protein bars is the worst combination you can have. So if you don't like somebody and uh, you're going to want to stink up the room, that's the combination you eat. Trust me. (laughs) You know from experience. Oh, it was foul. So, so, so. what do you got? A couple minutes? Four. One minute? What? Four. Awesome. So, do you have any experience with those uh, rubber lip, crazy looking drum fish up there? Have you caught any on the fly? Have you went after them? Not, not on the fly. You know, when I went, uh, it was actually by accident. I hooked into one. There's this area called Menor Lagoons in Menor, Ohio, and it's one of the last uh, estuaries on this side of the lake and uh, it's beautiful back there. So I was chasing pike back there in smallmouth. And um, I put down the fly rod and switched back to the spinning. I was throwing a little Ned rig for smallmouth and I kept hitting all these, uh, kept hitting all these steelhead, I'm not steelhead, uh, sheephead. And, but the problem was I had nothing but pike flies with me. So I, Figured that I need to downsize something like a clouster type of thing or a small deceiver uh, to chase after those. And again, I'm tying up some with the uh, the fuzzy fiber and you know the little fiber, something orange and white and uh, orange and gold on a small deceiver style hook. Uh, the Arex ones, I got some new ones that I ordered, and I'm gonna tie up some of those sheephead flies. And again, once I have this boat. I'll be able to go up and down the different coasts here of Cleveland and all the way up into the Ashtabula Harbor. Not only go for a huge smallmouth on the fly, but chase after that sheephead, you know? So They're everywhere. Like a, you put on anything orange. Yeah. Can you sight fish for sheephead? sheephead? I hear you can. I mean, Lake Erie's clean. Yeah. I, you know? I mean, I didn't know how deep go they were or how deep you were fishing for them. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out, right? Yeah. Well, hey. So that that's my goal this year is to nail down that and you know, then take a look at a little magic marker or a sticker and put a black dot on the tail and say, Oh, look what's in Lake Erie, redfish. And just, you know, mess with everybody that way. So But that's my goal is to catch cheaphead on the fly. We have two minutes. Till, we have two minutes till the break. Uh I when we come back from the break, I'm gonna give you a, a hell of an idea what to throw for uh for those Lake Erie drums, because I tied okay. I tied flies all day today, and I came up with uh, some good shit for carp right. at least. Yeah, and if, and, if the carp are going to eat here, it, well, here's one thing. You know, you know, how Jason's always like, yeah, yeah, let's go fish. Here, here's what you got to tell him to do. Tell him come up and fish for some smallmouth one day up in your area, because he got a pretty nice boat, man. Ain't that right, Jason? Word, bro. It works locally as well for large smallmouth. As we saw yesterday. So, oh, Frank got some real nice smallmouth where he lives at. You're going to have to drive down, get Jay's boat, and bring it back up to your place so you can go. <laughs> yeah, because Jay has no you way. Of... back when you're done, too. I'll take it up. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I, you know what's funny is I have all these awesome friends with great boats, but all they want to do is troll for effing walleye. <laughs> hey, not us. You know, Welcome to Ohio. Or, 
or troll for you. Basically, that's what or troll for Muskie. And it's like, you know, like my 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 one buddy, Russ, you know, the first time he took me out was like one of my birthday, and uh Milton Milton Lake, which is a phenomenal lake for big, big muskie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Are you really bringing out that fly rod? I'm like, just shut up and let me bring my fly rod. So I put on a fire tiger game changer, got to the front of the bow, and started casting, and I had he had what we're going to tell on the rest of the story after the break. Hey, we're back. Mid-Lake Milton trip. <laughs> what, what's going on, Frank? Oh, all right. So uh, you know, my buddy Russ, he's a very avid uh, musky guy. And uh, so he brings me out on his boat. He's like, okay, fine. I'll cast and you can take your little fly rod and see what happens. And uh, within the first five minutes, uh, I casted a nine-inch game changer, of course. Uh, fire tiger between a dock and this huge rock and out exploded a huge muskie cleared the water and spit that fly out and russ is like are you effing kidding me that happened two more times on lake milton fishing that shoreline between where all the old boat docks are at and anytime there's a boat dock and a big rock I cast a fly in there and either I had a follow or a blow up. And that was in September of 2018. And that was insane. So ever since then, he will no longer, he will know, he will never doubt me bringing a fly rod or question it or anything else. He'll cast and I'll bring my fly rod. So Russ (laughs) is a believer in the flies, but not in the fly fisherman. Uh, He knows I always pull crap out of my rear end, you know? (laughs) <laughs> it just you know one of those crazy luck things but uh actually i found uh the fly i was gonna change you guys see that right there pretty good or no um no it's 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 like fading out in your background it's because of my goofy background that's why. yeah is it one of tony's <laughs> no this is mine i i named it the orange crush and it's the combination of that uh, that fiber that everyone's tying that's orange with orange, deep orange bucktail in the middle and then orange big fly fiber. So when you fish this thing, the core of it's a dark orange and the rest of it's very translucent orange. And there's a video of it actually on Instagram of me uh, casting it. So I call it the orange crush. I think if I just make a smaller version of this, that it will work really well for the sheephead. Or a river pig style. I don't know how small they make those river pig hooks, but maybe it may be a size 2 op in a river pig style. should work really well for not only smallmouth on Lake Erie, but also the sheephead I may be targeting. So that's... You know, the crazy thing is I think about when I'm not thinking about food or finance or mortgages, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's a disease. You guys know that. I know. I was tying jig-style flies all day today because it was rainy and shitty and cold. So, uh, I was tying. Really? So, you're. (laughs) I tied size four mop flies, and then I was, uh, I got this new dubbing brush spinner from, uh, from Loon. It's the best tool I've ever bought in my life. I wish I would have bought this like six years ago. It's way better than spinning dubbing loops with your fingers, like licking your fingers and spinning it again. 
the dubbing loop spinner is way better. Uh, so I, I just, you know, mop fly, dubbing loop, and then some lead dumbbell eyes. And they, gotcha. they come out like an inch and a half long. God, they are sexy as hell. Oh, look at that, Jay. Oh, yeah, that's there sexy. Hey. So, yeah, so basically it's a really translucent orange and then deep orange in the middle. And then when you fish it in the water, like with the other side of the camera, all you see is how it just. And I also have a green and white one I call the Sprite, the Sprite Fly. So, Orange Crush and then Sprite and these deceivers, these are my, my, again, my go tos. Do you make those? This is the only thing I can't, I know how to tie because everything else I tie is just horrible. And that's why I buy flies. Do you drink because vodka when no you throw way a I can tie something like this? You know? Yeah. No way. That dude does pretty all right. Sure you can, man. Sure you can. Well, I got to have a lot more beer and a lot more time. But that's our number one color in Ohio. The grapefruit fly. So that's what we use for pike and muskie. So and smallmouth in the rivers. And clear, too, because it's not the really... It's all the um, dull colors, but it's all UV. So even in bright colors or stained colors, it just really works out well and then when it's like super then i'll just downsize to something a little bit smaller and white you know this depends on the water color you guys know that black man i got black i got an order put in today or yesterday uh my dad ordered six uh chartreuse and white or chartreuse and or all white clousers with medium eyes don't put the damn small eyes on them kid and make them big so they sink <laughs> exactly what down. my dad said and don't make them small make them big come on gotcha all right next time i come he's like I, there weren't enough in there did you guys break them all Last off I, I i just the other day he 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 wanted to take one of his buddies out fishing uh it's somebody, a high school friend of his, and you know, he keeps in touch with the fish with and stuff a lot. And you know, one of the few old friends he has, and you know, all his friends like, are old yeah, now, Jay. Right. Yeah, and well, no, I just said make sure this guy doesn't die when he goes down there. You know, he's he's he, he walks with the stick and stuff a little bit. You know, he's getting older in his own age and has little back problems. And I'm like, seriously, make sure he doesn't drown. Like, this is not, you know, you don't just wade down there like it's easy. And thank God it had gone down a little bit. <clears throat> Our river got to, like, it's a real wadeable level out there now. So it's not too, too god-awful. And uh, they, they peeled them, man. My dad got a 22-inch uh, walleye that day. I, I just, I gave him a box of clousers I had tied. And I, and I tied him up, like, three liters, you know, that were 15 and 30 pounds, whatever you wanted to fish with. And, uh. Got them already. Sent them down there. Said, "Hey, have at it, old man." And they they killed them. They got a few stripers apiece, and you know they said they're hooting and holler and having fun. And they got a uh, like four walleye. Did did your dad bonk any of the walleye? No, no. He said he said you know what uh, he he told me bad things happen when you eat walleye out of there. I was gonna ask you. I'm not gonna go was, there tonight. I was gonna ask you if you got a tan after you ate the walleye. <laughs> Only my nose. <laughs> Dude, I caught a fucking stomper walleye down there last night. How last big? Night. He, he, said it was, he said this one, 22. It was a monster, dude. I was going to say, this was 
this fish was probably 23, 24. It was, I threw it like down and took a picture next to the rod. It, I know that my first eye is like 30. It was a long one and it was, you know, it was spawned out. It was, it already did its thing. It's not going to be any bigger, but it was a nice fish. I caught it. And in fact, I caught it in the, the like first hole that I had not touched a fish in. I seen you guys caught fish in, but you know what I caught before that? And all of nine pound plus uh, hybrid. And it was, def- I went down for the, the little bit of the golden hour. Like I got there a little late, like eight o'clock and they flicked the lights on and boom, I walked all the way across no fish and hook up with a real nice fish. And it, I, I don't, I don't want to say it, it fought very hard. It did. I didn't know how big it was and I got it in, but it was, it was one of them pie plate fish really, you know, stacked. It, it was a heavy fish. So could have been, you know, like I said, over nine pounds or like a fish your dad caught. I don't dad, know. Well, that, dad said he got two of those, two of that those picture, that night. Oh, I'm he saying that picture of them. Nah. He said no, his that, phone died. And, and Brian only has a flip phone. He's still old school. So he said, the, uh, they, but the picture your dad post of a fish, I don't know, about a week ago or something. That was a really solid fat fish. It oh, was, yeah. a, it was a tall fish like that. It was stacked. I, I caught that fish and I caught a walleye on a swing in that first hole on the way out. And that was it for bites. Like it was weird, but I, I don't know. I, I favor walleye on the fly. It's not, a very popular thing. I wish I could say I'm going out there to actually fish for them, but they're just bycatch, you know. They're you're doing the thing. You're you're whatever bass. Uh, we're multi-species fishing there, I guess. But that walleye, I think that's that's some of the cooler catches I get is is the walleye. If I knew you know, how to go out and chase, I want to do that too on the fly because you know, yeah, again, sweet, with man. me having that background of walleye fishing, I know how to get where the shallow fish are at in June in the Cleveland area where they're in 12 to 14 foot of water. You get and I know, so, I, I know mean, with a probably mixed. weight line, I'm going to get one. They're probably mixed with them. The small mouth out there in those, you know, structure scenarios. I'm sure they're cruising this time oh, yeah. of year for sure. Right by the, then, between the Rocky river and Vermilion or a place called Avon point. There's some old shipwrecks, many old uh, reefs that are in only 15 to 20 foot of water. So I just don't, you know, I we, with the sink tips that you guys don't even do sink tips, but the intermediate lines, I'm pretty sure, you know, again, these fish suspend. They're not always right on the structure. I have a feeling that I can probably get on top of one of those shipwrecks in 12 to 14 foot of water and have a field day with the smallmouth and the walleye. But again, all my buddies that have the, the nice, awesome boats, all they want to do is troll. You I know? hear you. So, well, with, you know, I got to get, get new friends or I got to go buy another new boat. <laughs> no, no. Maybe you got to open their eyes because with the ever-changing ecosystem up there, the walleye population is insane right now to the point that I want to yeah, say like, crazy. well, I want to say like local fish or fish that don't travel. There's fish living outside of every stream that runs into that lake that are is are probably available to catch this time of year on a calm night from shore you know what i mean yeah there's the uh there's the night bite which is amazing in cleveland which is again once that water temperature is in the 50s it's game on 
And uh, of course, the fall bite, which I don't, have you guys ever heard of the little fall brawl? That uh, that is big money. What what's a boat in that, or what are they? Now there, yeah, now there's two boats in it. Yeah, it's and crazy. Thousand dollar prizes, and I remember then, you know, eighteen or twenty years ago, it was just eight or nine of us trolling for walleye in Cleveland. You know, now now it's everybody and anybody offshore in now the lake. Three thousand people. Exactly. Signed up on average for that derby, uh, which is insane. So, again, another reason why I want this small skiff is I want to be able to go out there and target that. You know, can you imagine somebody like me winning a fall brawl by catching a 12 to 14 pound walleye on a fly rod? She'll far more bizarre than a bass guy, right? She will be turned on 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blue. Oh, that's me, man. I just mess with everybody. All you need is a blue and white and chrome with a red orange belly. What blue? So there you go. Rapala color? Anything, any Rapala <laughs> color. And I have a lot of flies that are made from those Rapala colors. You know, mm-hmm. purple sunfire, blue and chrome, clown. Uh, I have actually quite a few clowns. I had uh, Gunner Brammer tie for me that are pretty sick. So, again, it's just a matter of getting on the water and, uh, making it happen, you know. Mark, your dad tried or is in the process of doing the same thing basically, right? He went from trolling to uh he wants to start jigging, throwing he, he's right right where you're talking about. Yeah, throwing lures and jigging. Right on. <clears throat> yeah. And that's what he's been talking about getting us up on his boat to go do that. He's like we're going to be getting into these fish in 10 foot of water. He's like come up with your fly rods and come catch them. Look at this crazy thing that I got from like Finland. So I swapped some flies from a guy from Finland, and it's like a really fat, articulated shad with these crazy tails. And the way these things swim off to the side is just insane. But I think you guys were even talking on the last show about how the guys in Europe, how they tied their flies and how they swim with more of a jigging motion, where our flies here for predators are more that side to side. And this fly actually jigs up and down, which is pretty crazy. You know, I remember you guys talking about that last week. You know, we were talking about that fly like that. Something like that on a full sink line in 14 foot of water is where you're going to be able to get that fish and bury it down there. That might be the way way you could do it for them big walleyes. Well, the only way we're going to know is by getting out there and doing it, right? That's it. You know. It's gotta stop working. That's all it is. That was with uh, yeah. Brad. Yeah, quit working and try. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool uh, idea, but I ain't gonna give up musky for it. <laughs> oh, that, that, and that's the thing. It's like you have that perfect day. What do you go for? You know, musky. I was. I was mouth. Well, Shut no, your mouth. For me, it's fine. I was Carp. just thinking that the other day, though, and and even Carp. the time of year. You know, the time of year. There's a time of year where fishing is on. Yeah. And. Where do you waste your time when you know the fishing is going to be on? Like all the fishing is on right now for us. You can go for muskie right now. You can go for trout right now. You can go for smallmouth right now, apparently. You know what I mean? Uh, a hybrid. Where do you spend your time when, when, when the fishing is really, really good? And I've, I've, since I've been off work, I've got to spend a little bit of my time everywhere. I, I, and it's been enjoyable, period. But you know, it's I, I think I just like spending my time everywhere. I love it. I love all kinds of different fishing. I like well, fishing with Mark the other day. I really enjoyed our time on the water 
the other day fishing for muskie. Seeing that muskie, man, it really made me want to fish for muskie a little more than I do. But, you know, you know, talking, you know, talking general, about the muskie bug, you know, listening to you guys over the last few years, you know, from your first podcasts and now, how much you guys have knowledge and uh, experience has expanded. I remember one of your guys' first podcasts, you guys finally, finally got one, you know, and it just the excitement of yeah. it. And, you know, what again, no we're talking about of- earlier how diverse we are in just a two hour radius between Cleveland and Pittsburgh and Erie PA, that triangle there, look at the fisheries that we have. Epic, epic fish. We literally have it all. You're right. Yeah, a lot. Everything. Everything. I mean, we're just so fortunate and lucky, you know. Uh, but, like, one thing that we all don't have, all, all, you know, we all have the same amount of, but don't not have enough of is time. Uh, you know, between families and responsibilities and this and I mean, I don't have any little ones right now. Just me, the wife, and the dog. But her to-do list is ridiculous in the past month. <laughs> it's like a never-ending, you know? I know what you but, mean. Uh, My wife's been story. home. Just like Jay's <laughs> wife's been home. They uh, they make to-do lists and honey-do's and let's let's get this done. Well, let's get when done. You, but when you think it's done, there's more shit that just pops on. It's like, how? what do you mean? When there's a list well, done, I, you I, scratch I it off of- and then you're done. No. If I, I've done a lot of fishing, but every time I go fishing, or it's been a lot of evenings, it's like, hey, you're going to do all the trim in our living room. Uh, you have to do all the trim. You have to finish this. You have to, uh, you better swirl in both sides of our, uh, you know, our other side that you didn't do when you read it our kitchen, you know, all that kind of stuff before I went fishing a lot. So, but uh, I think we're, I, we're all if, suffering. If I too one, one, can I tell the yeah. story about a float here, real quick? Absolutely. Man, we had a hell of a float the other day, man. I, I can't wait to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it and I know I know man I know Mark's gonna be grinding at the bit to get out there too here enough soon enough to go and smash on some good sized smallmouth. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know we all have a soft spot. I think every one of us, if there's one fish that all four of us in our group can all agree on, we love to catch and fish for is smallmouth, right? Hundred percent. Where's your mother? <laughs> So we, we start our float and the, the, the police like, like, like ride my ass into, into the parking lot. <laughs> we all jump out of the trucks with our, blo- with our buffs all up to our necks, pull the boat out, set it down. He waves to us real nice. And we put in right there. We stop, we pulled through and, and uh, mark the first spot, you know, where we always anchor up right there. Dude, we stopped right there. It can't be three casts. My dad sees, because the water's low, low and clear. Dad sees this rock, and you know, dad, dad reads water like you know, like like the rest of us, and knows exactly where to put everything. Big, the same clouses we've been fishing for the hybrids. Can be three cat. Boom, there's a fish. Boom, there's a fish. Free fish. He's like, you want to, you want to, you want to get up and catch some. <laughs> PJ's swimming, uh, we had, he is using a clouser. PJ's using a swim fly. Nothing, nothing. I'm like, PJ, put something, put some weight on the front of that or, or do something. You got to get down. I get up, I cast, boom, there's a 16 inch plus inch fish immediately. Like, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I'm like, my dad's pissed because he just sat down. He's mad. He's like, wow, three more casts. I got that one too. He's like, you son of a bitch. So you I catch level, one more. You level with the tree there? No, we were, well, uh, yeah, per, yeah, we let right off. 
right up yeah. where we're fishing, right over them rocks. He's he's fishing the uh, like God, the first big rock on our left. If you're if you're looking downriver, the first big rock on our left, it's up into the water. He's fishing around all that. They're just coming off that and just crushing it. You know no, what I mean? Blower. And then uh, I get up. I I pick up two. No other. We fish it, fish it, fish it, fish it for a little longer. Uh, all on white in chartreuse because it's so clear. Or white, white and gold, white and something. <clears throat> but we get there and then we end up, you know, go down a little more, start fishing more, no more fish. Got five out of there. And then the second one I caught was probably 14 or so. Keep going. And then it was a little lull for a second. And then we picked up, I picked up another, I missed a fish and then picked up uh, another, a big fish right along the, uh, about halfway through uh the train cars the first set of train cars i picked up a good fish there all by itself we we, we rode back up through that same spot tried to fish down through it again to see if it was like they were all you know potted up or anything and just that fish and then uh kept going and then once it heated up in the afternoon we got we picked up another one random a couple other decent fish but we got down the Chad spot and holy cow, dude, it just lit on fire. Hey, lit on fire. I like that spot for a reason. <laughs> I mean, it, Mark's spot, or not Mark's spot, but that spot up top where I like, I like all of it, but it all turned out like that. Well, but we got down there. That was a, we got a double up down there. Uh, there were, that were two smaller fish, but uh, a couple other decent fish and, uh, PJ got probably like a 16-inch fish out of there. Uh, we go down a little further where, you know, I've, Mark caught a real nice fish a couple uh, last year. Dad pulls just a monster out of there. I mean, it, it was it was 18-plus for sure, and, man, was it fat. Did you see how fat around that fish was? She was just hey, that was wow. a football. And, and if you didn't, you're going to tomorrow on the SVS Instagram page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy cow, dude. What a fish. I mean, he was, he was, he was smiles here for Mary, you know, just like, you know, just that kind of, you know, we were, as soon as we seen it moving, we were like, oh my God, that's the one, you know, we, you know, drop anchor, you know, all get all ready, you know. And I, uh, I, I didn't know if I talked about it. Uh, hey, big props up. Dustin Hines and Bass Pro Shops, man. I, uh, I bought a net, uh, the White River net off of them with a rubber net, with a rubber netting in it. Really nice. It was awesome, man. There was some, even some hybrid thrashing in it and did a great job. We put that fish in there. Man, dude, dad was elated. It made dad's dad. So he's a fishy guy. You know, he knows, he knows where to, what to do, when to do it. And uh, he was actually he was fishing out of the back of the boat too. So PJ put a swim fly in front of that fish's face with the pink over top. It was white and pink, Jace, of all things. And then got fish behind with the clouser. And well, uh, we are talking about PJ's flies now, aren't we? <laughs> they are ugly. Hey, he they catches some big, fish. But they usually work well. But uh, yeah, no, we had, we had a good time. And then uh, we we moved over. He he wasn't fishing a weighted fly. He, he, he was for he some of the clousers ass. Yeah, he no, he did. He fished some of his own clousers and caught most of his fish on clousers. Uh, Pretty crazy. Caught, 
One of his fish was caught on a deceiver, but it had a uh, weighted like cone head on it, like tungsten coat head. So the, the yeah, thing is, is, is I, you know, it, it was a slow retrieve. It was a it was not even slow. It was a pop, pop, pop. That pause, let it pause, and you'd fill and pick it up and grab it, and then the fish was on. You know, and you, you know what? Sometimes a smallmouth will take a swim action. Most of the time, almost all the time, they'll take a jig action. Yeah, or, or some kind of yeah, some kind of jigging action. Swim, yeah, it, I think it it's a little. It's just a little bit cold yet for that. For me, for that style of fishing, and actually, even I think those colors. I don't know why. I think I think all that that white shit, that bright shit, is is in more in tune in summer than it is now. Yeah, those fish see it. But everything is small right now. I don't know. I think it has to be. I think it has to do more with the water clarity. The water was really, really clear the other day, and I, I think that makes white work better. If the I, water was really, really dirty, I bet I'd got away with throwing black flies. Something where it's more where they're going to see the fly in, in muddy water better. I you think, know what I mean? I, I think black for for clear water is the best. I haven't fished much black yet, but crazy. White is white is becoming popular. There's no doubt about that. Lures are getting like that bone color. Like there's a lot if of If it companies. is not chartreuse, it is of no use, Jace. White. I know. White chartreuse is the best color of all time, and it always will be. This is chartreuse over chartreuse. I went out of the box. Did you say white's yeah, becoming but- popular? I got white and chartreuse. Don't you worry, buddy. I just tied up a white and chartreuse, like hollow reverse style fly with some, hey. some green eyes on it. It's going to slay. You you can sit in the front of the boat next time you and Marco. We'll sit in the back of the boat. You I want to go in the back. And we'll, we'll, we'll fish clousers behind you and clean up every fish in the river, you know, right behind your ass, buddy. Until That's until the right. middle of summer. Until the middle of summer when the flow is low when it's low and then I'll throw poppers. I well, want to see them come up and hit something too, but when they're not gonna come up and hit something, we might as well fish for them effectively, right? Right, Frank? No, that's that's a key. So, they're lower and slower now. I've been fishing a lot of sculpin heads, cone heads, and I don't know, some of them fish masks, but weighted flies, no doubt. Just just because I don't have to, sh- I don't know. We've had the right flows to where you could kind of swing your flies, kind of let them get down. It's not, lo- it hasn't been low yet. No doubt about it. I can't fish no. fast. You know what I mean? Anyway. Do you guys uh, have made a tube jig fly yet or no? No. No one has attempted a tube jig fly? Attempted? <laughs> not. Not perfected. Not successfully. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, tubes are the best for smallmouth, hands down. You exactly. Know? That's why I figured you guys hands at least kind of <laughs> have a secret stash of tube flies somewhere. Uh, that's you know, kind of how we use clousers. You know, bottom mounts and boom, boom, boom. And then, yeah. And yep. then, yep. That's, the, that's exactly what you are <laughs> doing with the clouser. You're just popping it off the bottom, and then you're pausing. That pause was really effective the other day. They were eating yeah. off the pause. That thing would yeah, hit the bottom. Really. They'd eat it. And you you wouldn't even feel a bite. You just feel a grab, just like you would with the tube lure. You know that pop pop, and then you feel them eat eat eat, boom, and then if they're on, you know. And 
this just occurred to me. So this is on those brushes, right? That everybody's making now, the brush flies. Sure. Why How not big is that make, one? This one is only five inches. I had Tony make for me. Okay. Um, so this is only five inches. So you could probably make, if you think about a tube, right? And if you just did one of those single style jig hooks straight on the bottom like this, and then you, instead of like making these articulations small, make them all the same size going straight up. And then what if we have something like here that actually floats that has like fingers on it? Like a piece of foam that's shredded? Yeah, I don't know. Because a clouser takes like 30 seconds of time, that will take forever. And those <laughs> will really, really, forever. really, really well. And it, you, don't fix, you don't fix what's not broken, honestly. Uh, uh, and I'm that's sitting like, here thinking the whole time. That's great. I like the idea. But I'm really going to love burying the log in the first five casts and tying on another one and doing it again in 20 minutes, then doing it again in a half hour, then again in another hour. Yeah, that's why you I just had to so say I fixed more of these today. <laughs> you know? Uh, you guys are right. Maybe it's a vodka talking. I don't know. I mean, how many have I had of these two Good already? Good idea, though. I like it. Hey, you, know, you, get, you, get, you get inspired, you know? And you do dumb stuff. That'd be perfect for Prescott. And that's on the bucket list, too, to fly fish for pike and muskie. Smallmouth. You know, for the smallies. Dude, I would like a gar there. There's gar in there? Oh, oh yeah, there's gar in there. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gar are so much fun, man. They're the best. I, I've caught one, <laughs> and I want to catch all of them. You know, they're so much fun. And they're so pretty. There's, they take pictures they, so well. How do they fight? Like a pike or? They jump and they, they're everywhere, man. They jump out of the water. They're crazy. I love them. I've seen them jump even like long ways. But Oh, here's on the bucket list too. Bowfin. You guys target bowfin on the fly? No, but there's a place. There's a place I know of. I mean, I know I can go to Mogador during there, but there's I a, know they have the upper tusk. There's a bunch of places around here that have them. It's just getting them the bite, you know. Uh, I've caught them on gear, like flipping jigs for for bass. And caught so, both in. Okay, so you can probably use uh, the same style jig flies. Yeah, well, like the river pigs for the same thing, then, right? Yeah, you would think, but it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Again, I was on a weed it's edge. Vodka dreams, you know. I was on a weed edge on a on a windy ass lake that we we've written off. We will Yours? not go back to. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have lakes like that. We'll never go back to, no matter what, no matter what people say. Yeah, that's we all a, got those lakes. That that's the one for us. I I even caught a pike on the day that we said we will never come back to here. Thanks, Rad. <laughs> Thanks, Raz. <laughs> That's so true. Hey, I, I hate it when I got to say shit like that. It is the worst feeling. I think I said that about pie me the other day. I'm never coming back. I'm sticking to this lake. I'm going to learn it. <laughs> this lake sucks. There's no fishing. I, 
I caught a fucking catfish. <laughs> we got how much time we got left, Chad? Probably eight minutes. Oh, okay. We got a little bit. Uh, can I kill like two more seconds on the back end? Yes. So we go over, you know, said in you know obstruction, and uh, start you know dicking around, walking around. So in there, in there, some. Some guy over there, you know, old, old, old Jay walks down, you know, big old dude on, on the bank, Jay, your buddy that you always talk to. And then his old buddy, another old buddy walks down there, but we're waiting across, you know, and able to fish out. My dad hooks one, or no, PJ hooks a little handheld. Is it your dad's friend that you seen? The your guy your dad knows, or? Uh, no, it wasn't him. Oh, okay. Uh. But PJ catches a little handheld. Dad catches a bit, and a decent fish. Doesn't want to chase it down the river, so he kind of horses it and Breaks loses it, off. it like right, right at his feet. Just like loses it, pops it off right at his feet because he wanted to try to hold it there. And uh, keep fishing, fishing. I catch one, and then we all the way back trying to fish through nothing and get back in the raft. Start raiding, start going back down the river. And going on a couple bends, and Dad's casting. You know, we're thinking smallmouth again. You know, and boom, he hooks up and he's like, "Oh, it's a big smallmouth!" And then all of a sudden, all the all the line from underneath him just goes, and he's like, uh, "No, it's a striper! It's a striper!" Oh my god! Exactly. <laughs> this thing just starts peeling down the river, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, we're gonna treat this thing like it's a." Uh, like it's like it's a wicked tuna. We're gonna we're we're chasing this thing, and I'm like the only bad thing is you're you're kind of losing water there because you're you know you're you want to you want to fish the water that you're he just caught a fish in or near, but but you're fucking there's around. There's no way if you want to get this fish in that it's gonna happen. So we start. I'm like start start reeling on it, start gaining, you know, start, you know, rowing front rowing toward it. We get down near it. I turn sideways and then. <clears throat> I was kind of being a little erratic with the oars and my dad's like, dude, chill out with the oars. And you know, the fish might, you know, calm a little bit more. And by that time I made a few runs anyway. And as soon as I kind of chill out on the one side, it, I didn't, you know, I wasn't had, didn't have the oar in the water. The fish kind of came in nicer. PJ was able to net it out. We had lost a, I don't know, a hundred yards probably by then. And, but hey, hell, it was a good time. And your dad was telling you to quit being erratic with the oars. Yeah, it's normally the other way. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. But you know, it's it. You're trying to turn so the fish isn't running underneath the boat again and keep ahead of it the whole time. While you know, those fish go nuts. You know, you guys all know this. They they just go absolutely ape shit. You, you have no, you you don't you're you have no control. The, it, all, what do you mean? He got, he was able to clear all his line. That's the only control you got. Yeah, yeah, got it all to awesome. the real. Oh, dude, they, the fish I caught the other day—it was a big fish, and until it knew it was really like hooked, it got close to me. And as soon as that happened, holy shit, all my line disappeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right now. They know what's up. They can run. So, they're a good, they're a good pull. Yeah, my dad. You know, he didn't get to do as much steelhead fishing as he wanted to this year, and 
he's got into the hybrids a little more, you know, since I, you know, he started getting into him. Chad went down there, got into him and he was like, Hey, go down there. And I told my dad, Hey, go down there and have fun. He's been having a little more fun with him. It's nice. He's, he, you could tell he's kind of getting his uh, fix and his feel on him. It's, you know, he has a big smile on his face. Still river fishing all in all. Oh, it's fun. So I just, I just got the new rod for catching hybrids and carp, you know? With the brand new line and everything. It's a Rio line. It's broke down to the core already. Wow. Yeah. I've had it out fishing four times. So. From what? I, I You know, I really like the cold water trout lines uh, that I have that I've got. Like we, I bought through Rio. Uh, all the warm water shit. Dude, the cores crack like immediately dude this is a cold or it's a real gold trout line oh really huh i like <laughs> mine i i have not had a problem with mine i love it i love the taper of it it just i've had it out three times and you know uh like i said where we are down there i might have stepped on it who knows but it's broke to the core oh by the way chad your your buddies aren't there eh. What? They're not there yet. Been Your looking, huh? Aren't there down at Donna's yet. Oh, um, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. looking for them. So, um, hey, when I when I flash the ten minute mark, did anyone see what the time was? No. No, you said eight minutes about five minutes ago. So. Okay. So, I don't know. My wife gave me a couple scowls, so I know what that means. Okay. Well, should, should we start doing some plugs? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Tonight's show. I'll go first. Okay. All right. I want everybody. I want to give these guys a big thank you for listening in. As you can see, this is free information. So tune in. Tell a friend. Don't be shy to share this with people. Tag it in Facebook. That's where we all can, you know, more so collaborate, I think. It, not everything's connected as is, but thank you for listening. Uh, thank all the people who's ever joined. Thanks, Frank, for coming on tonight. And also, I want to give a big shout out to Predator Fly Company. And also, you know, we're coming at you from Urban Fly Co., you know, semi studio and, and from all across NEO, Northeast Ohio, and in New Ohio, and in the Western Pennsylvania. So, Thanks, everybody, again, for listening, and I'm going to pass it off to Chad here. Hey, guys. Queen City Guiding. Uh, I just got an order in. Uh, I ordered some stuff from our buddy Ryan Evans the other day. I got some lead eyes. Uh, I got some stuff to make uh, those awesome, awesome mop flies that I've been telling you. I, I was fl flashing across the screen there uh, with the uh, – it's an Airx um, – what is that? I don't even know what damn hook it is. It's like a jig style. It fits the uh, tungsten bead, the slotted beads. Uh, awesome stuff. All awesome stuff. And I got some uh, rabbit strips for uh, some scalpins and uh, a few other things. Write to me. Uh, as long as you uh, you know, get a hold of Jamie, uh, she'll have everything done for you. Smack on the butt. <laughs> and check out Boudoir by Jamie, right? Isn't Boudoir. Isn't that her uh, her Instagram? Yes, and uh, 
Uh, uh, she had the, her photo as well, Jamie photo. Jamie Ellis photo. Jamie Ellis, yes. But big shout out to our friend Ryan up there. Hope you're doing well throughout this contamination process or whatever the hell we're living in now. But uh, we want to shout him out. It's been a while since we got together. And Mark, what, who, who else we got we to gotta shout out? Hey, Mark was going to do some plugs, but I'm going to finish them off because Zoom ran out. Uh, we got Urban Fly Company. Check them out at urbanflycompany.com. We got Sims. Check them out at simsfishing.com. We got A-Rex. Check them out at arexhooks.com. Check out whynotfishing.com. Check out their app, The Dock, on uh, on the App Store or the Google Play. Uh, check out Yeti. They're built for the wild, man. Check out Reddington. Uh, find your water, guys. And, uh, Hey, on that note, we are going to get on out of here tonight. I'm only happy when it rains.